So welcome. Yes. <laughs> welcome to the Susie K. Taylor podcast. We're backstage in between shows once again. Someone said we've done this how many times? Mm, twice. Okay. Well, no, I mean like how many times have we run our scene? Oh, wow. I'm here with Charlie Southers. Yeah. I don't even know how many times we've run this. Well, Michelle, our stage manager, wrote that we did it 72 times. If we did, a, if we have a scene, we've that's done why, it 72 times. That's why my knee feels the way it does. Your knee? Why your knee? I don't know. My leg, because I, I end up on the ground. You do? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Oh, you mean you fall? No, I don't fall. I place myself gingerly on the ground before I break down. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so you break down in your scene? Um, yeah, mental breakdown. Oh. How I'm, is... I'm, I'm, is this... Yeah. I can give it all away. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you can give it all away, but you can talk about, like, your... Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Andrew Cunanan, and he's dealing with stuff. And uh, it's, uh, it's always different. It's always different. It's very dynamic because I got specific blocking that we knew was going to change, and it has. It has? Dramatically. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> no, it has. It has changed dynamically. Every night, it's something new because it all depends on where people are standing or sitting or don't sit. Right. And yeah, and that that really uh, does it bother you? Affects no, actually, I welcome it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but you know what? Organically, mm-hmm. it has sort of evolved to another blocking. Okay, that's been more consistent. Okay, which is very interesting. So the new blocking that you've adapted <clears throat> has become your new blocking. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, but I'm ready for it to change at any moment. Oh, that's good. Do you feel like that's? Um, I you? kind of block my stuff in because I have the camera here. Mm. So I haven't done anything like different. Although today while I was talking to Aniela, who will be taking over this role next weekend, I was like, wait, you could also just move it with you. While you're... <laughs> but but I, haven't, I haven't figured out how to do that. Okay. Um, so no, mine's pretty much set. Actually. Yeah, we're sitting here looking at your camera. Yeah, we're looking <laughs> at your camera. So um, I have some questions for you. Okay. So you're playing a character that had a mental breakdown. Um, have you, like, how did you prepare for that? Um, well, he and I are very similar. Really? Yeah, I have mental breakdowns every day. Every day? Yeah, and I know how to deal with them, so... No, it's... You so know, is that, that, that's different No, 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 him. okay, so not, not being facetious. The, uh, the interesting thing about this character is that it's a real... It was a real person, but there's no first-hand information. There's no source. Like, there, you can't go to an interview with Andrew Cunanan. I don't know what he sounded like. Um, I only know from pictures, oh. right? Oh. Because... The, Nobody knew him. I mean, you know Versace, right? But you don't know Andrew, and so this is a oh, a uh, an amalgam of my interpretation as an actor, the interpretation of the director, and whatever Juan the genius wrote for the scene. You know, like his research brought a particular set of aspects of Andrew Cunanan mm-hmm. to the scene, to this Miami Motel stories, and then the director and I, Anna and I, we interpreted that. Yeah. Do you feel like you kind of like channeled him by any chance? Like, do you think that he this might be real? Like, this might really be maybe what he was thinking or how he was going about no. things? No, no, I don't even think about him. No. No, he's he's. <laughs> if I did, I'd be very disturbed <laughs> personally. I'm already disturbed as it is. Really? Yes. This, you strike uh, me as a very even keel person. No, yeah. no, me personally, yes, but I'm I'm speaking about like working on this. Oh, it, it this is disturbing. Working it's no, this? no, disturbing as in like it's parts of. The choices that I've made as an actor mm. for this character, I'm not sure if I've made those choices specifically for Andrew, or if they're appearing in my everyday life because those are those are me. 
because you know how you know how you use parts of yourself yeah to build a character and so i've forgotten i guess you can say i've forgotten if certain mannerisms are the choices i've made for the character or if that's really me and i'm going okay that's weird <laughs> Well, <laughs> it I, catches me off guard. That's what I it find is. that I, that happens to me all the time. Like, like, and I admit it, and I'm totally. And my even my husband's like, when I'm in a show, he's like, when is Susie coming back? Like, I totally know. And even though I'm like, it won't happen this time, it happens all the time. So, God, the first Miyamoto story. That's how I felt. Really? Yeah, because the character was so different for me. I found myself acting like him in public, and that was disturbing. Yeah, and like it was appropriate. And okay, I saw like I didn't see your show, but I saw pictures. Like, he was a very loud. Room rambunctious kind of guy you know what what I found strange too is that aside from it being awkward or odd for me strange for my own life is that people in Miami responded to that character wow like it was normal and I found it so not normal yeah it was a, yeah well, so there are people that are like that character was of course and they just go around life and it's, it's normal yeah and I was totally disturbed by that oh my and so God. that it hasn't happened with this character or you Fortunately. don't know. You don't know. Well, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you don't know. I was thinking the other day, uh, I was going to ask you, do you think it's something like, you know how they say you are the five people you hang out with? And this yeah. is one of the five people you're wow. hanging out with. No, I hadn't even thought of that. But yeah, I guess that's true. You know, that's, you're hanging out with this person's thoughts. Yes. That you've created at least. or like At least there. three, six times a night. Yeah. For us. Right. And, and you know what I was thinking? Actually, I've, I've thought about this quite a bit now um, because of this production and it's the fact that you have to consciously create a psychological wall. You have to be conscious of the fact that you are playing a character because you are reinforcing this character into your persona by repeating the action. Psychologically speaking, you're, yeah, you're, it's training, like anything. you're it's training like, yourself to it's be like this a mantra. character. Yeah, it's like a mantra that you would write on the wall. I'm a great person. I believe in myself or whatever because... Yeah. Exactly. And so I, uh, I made. I think I made this comment in the green room that I'm so glad we get here early enough to like, not clock in, just clock in, because it's you know this is a job, right? Yeah. As much as we love doing what we do, it's a job, but you also need the outside part of it. You know, this bonding between yeah. the actors. Yes. You you talk about everything else in yeah. the green room, yeah. and then when you have to get in the character, you do that. You yeah. do your bit. Yeah. And thank God for that. Yeah. Because it's a good sounding board you know it's a it's a it's a reprieve like. yeah some some sort of uh what's the word it's uh it's something to base it on you know to compare it contrast to it yeah a contrast yeah but it's interesting because sometimes when you meet someone like for the first time in a character in a play you don't know if that's the person or that's the character because you don't know them outside the play and if you don't have that ex- uh, external yes. time like we have. That's the, um, you mean like as an audience member? No, I mean like say you're going to rehearsal and you meet oh, yeah. an actor. Well, that's sort of like being an audience too. Because yeah, yeah. You you experience them as their character. Yeah. If you hadn't had that yeah. downtime. Yeah. It's the, the um, what is it, the, the lie, the conspiracy of celebrity. Like people think they know celebrities because they've watched them in yeah. interviews and on in their movies or yeah, whatever yeah, work they've done. Yeah. And then you meet the person for real and you're like, wow, I never, yeah. never expected you to be this way. Yeah. Because so maybe it's, it's disappointing like when someone learns. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's disappointing. Maybe, yeah. Maybe disappointing. At times it's just different though. It's what you, what your perception, your yeah. conception of them 
is different. Yeah. yeah, it's just interesting. Like, and it's funny because like some of the people you and I have met before, but some of the people I've only met them here. So right. it's like their characters like on them when you meet them, sort of. Yeah, there there are some people that I really haven't even spoken to that much. <laughs> so to me, they, they are, are that person. Like Pedro, I'll say Pedro because we don't really talk um, behind the scenes or between the scenes. So I don't know exactly what he's like. All I know him is as whatever he's in his costume. Yeah. And that's the guy. I haven't seen his scene either, so yeah. I don't know what character he's playing. But yeah. to me, he's that couple of right. characteristics. Yeah. Whereas the people who hang out in the green room, the people we speak to every day, yeah. they're a little more complete. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important for me as well to have like a off base, especially for this type of scene where you're repeating and repeating and repeating and then like you're stuck in like a loop the loop. But I think it's an interesting conversation as far as, like... Because you said the other day, oh, wait, that wasn't me. That was my character. Right. That's you said some... that, like, while we were out outside this building. Exactly. Over there. Okay, so one thing. Um, I find that in my monologue, uh, I say yes a lot. So it's like Andrew is reaffirming or confirming the lies that he's creating. You know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the fantasy world that he's creating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he'll say things like, oh, and that's, that's what it is. Yes, yes. You know, and, and then this happened. Yes. <laughs> and so I find myself saying yes the same way. And I don't, I don't think I used to say it like that before. Think, I don't think you did. <sighs> it's, and then to get out of the character after the show is over. Yeah, if, well, you have. If it's ever over. <laughs> <laughs> right, if it ever doesn't get extended. Exactly. Yeah. I will tell you, though, for me, since I'm switching characters from this very, uh, like, repressed person to this other character, mm-hmm. I'm, like, clearly aware oh, that I'm so in character. Yeah, Because, like, degrees. I feel like I have, like, just met my best friend, and I'm, like, <laughs> so excited she's in town. And I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, this is so exactly proof that I was, like, <laughs> with this other character. Yeah. So it, I feel like it's 180 But you're playing another character, too. But you're playing... You're oh, in right, because we all play... No, you're in Othello, so you're doing another character. Oh, well, okay, so that's a third character because we're all playing actors oh, okay. in this... Yes. In North Beach, the movie. Oh, that's right. Uh, framing play. Yeah. And then we have to do our rehearsal characters, the, the characters in our scenes. But, yeah, so I'm doing Othello. And actually, that's... Some, I'm glad you brought that up because someone asked me this, and I guess it's, like, a theme that comes up a lot now. Uh, if you're doing two productions at the same time, the question is, how do you keep them straight? But it's the kind of question that someone might ask who is not involved in it, right? Because you get this question a lot. How do you remember all those lines? Yeah, yeah. All right. So it's from not, not doing, not practicing this, right? Uh, how do you keep it straight? It's two different productions. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, you compartmentalize. It's right. not like one thing bleeds into the other. Um, I mean, it's a valid question, obviously. Really? has never happened? You've never said yes, yes in the Shakespeare show? Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No, no. I mean, that's, that's and also Shakespeare is very regimented, you know. And yeah, a, that's also a, very helpful. There's a very specific pattern. You can't improvise. We're here. We're imp- do you improvise? No. No? My, my scene, I'm improvising all the time. Oh, really? I have to improvise my blocking. I improvise... Uh, people talk back to me. Yeah, I will when in my next piece, but this one, no, it's very yeah, locked so, down. So, yeah, the April roll yeah. is going to require you yeah. like It'll asking questions and expecting answers. I like that. Me too. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. That's one thing, though, that I can say is difficult switching. So going from the dynamic, the, the dynamics of this work 
in Miami Motel stories uh-huh. to the way that Othello runs. Do you feel like your brain has to shut down like one side of it to start to do that? I mean, it's not difficult. I'm just conscious of it. Like, you know, wow, it's so different. It's not just a change. It's not just oh, okay, I'm doing it. Yeah, I am. I am thinking it's different. Like you can't add the brain now. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can uh, 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 a little, but you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but do you find yourself fighting that more now because you have this other role that you're actually ad-libbing in? Like you're more like because if you were just doing straight theater, you would not be like I'm going to ad-lib anything. Like that wouldn't be. Now you're like, but well, oh, you do. Oh, okay. No, I don't. I don't ad lib, per se. It's mm-hmm. just that um, I feel like, like I have this really. How long are we going here? No, no, no. I just want to make sure we're recording. Okay, we're good. Yeah. So I feel like with my improv background. Yeah. And everything's up for grabs. Hi. Yeah, we're doing. Yeah, the we're podcast. no. Come in. Come in. Come in. We'd love to have you. Ladies and gentlemen, Aubrey Kessler. Aubrey Kessler. Breezy has just breezed in and out of the room. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, what was I saying? I don't even remember. Let's let's run this back. Um, what were you saying? I was talking about a revolution. Talking about a family. No, switching gears for the different shows and like, not improv. Oh yeah, no. So improv right. as a background. Oh yes. Where did you train? Gives me, Where did you train? I, I went to a place that's an offshoot, I guess, of Second City in Chicago. Oh. It's called Workshop of the Second City. Uh-huh. Very creative name. Uh-huh. But they were, it's an awesome workshop. It's an awesome summer program. And um, basically, nothing is wrong right. is the idea. You know, everything yeah. that you present on stage is correct. Yeah. And that's sort of counterintuitive to having a script mm-hmm. and forgetting the words. Yes. Right. But um, the, the concept is that if you understand the given circumstances and you do forget a line, it's okay. Because you can move forward and that's the point. You can't yeah. just stop and go, I forgot my lines. Yeah. You, know? you didn't forget your drive. Right. You, yeah. you have to understand your character. You have to understand the situation and, and, and the other people. And a really key thing there and it, how it affects my acting is that you're always trying to affect other people. Yeah. You're always trying to get something from somebody. Yeah. And so... Like in improv, you're supposed to support the other person. Right. So as long as you're trying to give them something, mm-hmm. then you're doing your job. I love improv. There are a lot of people in here that have done improv. I think yeah, that's I know. A, yeah. yeah, I've noticed that. So it's you. Really I know, well, for, I know you, me, Lucky. And Jeff. And Jeff. And Yella. And now she also studied. Like with... Um, who? With Aniela. Who's oh, Aniela, yes. The, them. Who I just she did them. Laughing Gas. Oh, she's for Laughing Gas. Yeah, in fact, this is going to be her first theater piece. Laughing Gas. Wow. That's did you do just Laughing the funny. I started, I auditioned for Laughing Gas, but this is my early days. This is just before we You didn't get into Laughing Gas? No, it wasn't that. I was taking workshops. Oh. I didn't audition for them. We started our own improv group did called you impro- oh. Impromity. Oh, Impromity. Yeah, oh. way back in the day, and then it oh. went. Yeah. Actually, no, they still perform under really? Impromity. Yeah, some group. That's uh, cool. One of the original founders. He's running, I think it's called Halo Kitty, and they do... Uh, Comic Cons and things like that. Oh my gosh. And every once in a while, a group of them will go and perform as improvity. Wow, that's impressive. That's a long time. That's like 15. Long. No, so more than 15. More than 15. You see, 90. But you're only 30, so what are you Is talking about? <laughs> I grant, yeah, okay. Yeah. So we won't go there. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm excited to switch roles. And I'm, how, so how are you feeling about not switching roles, about being in another month of this? Like, honestly, honestly, how does it feel? Like, what is, like, your heart is, like... Okay, so the other thing that I've I've started thinking about with this production is something I didn't think about with the first production, which is strange, is that 
think about the people who do the job on Broadway. They yeah. Have, they have eight shows a week. Yeah. And that's sort of what we're doing now. Yeah. Like, I'm doing Othello Monday yeah. through Friday. Yeah. And then I do this show Thursday through Sunday. So you're a real working actor. I'm, I feel like I'm working, yes, every yeah. day. And, but are you happy in your soul? Do you think your soul is happy? Yes. Yeah. It's exhausting, but I know that I'm happy because I'm not bothered by the exhaustion. Yeah. I know I'm tired, yeah. but <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's really I, interesting. Yeah, I think it's been, I, I'm, like, I'm so happy working. Mm. I'm so happy working and I feel it's like a bone like you have a dog and you're like a, on a bone and you're just gnawing away at it and it's like this is just what you do like it just I'm makes I'm sorry to interrupt but can you hear the the announcements in here no but I felt like Breezy would be like wait yeah we have to see we're just we're waiting for go. places we're, we're in between shows right now yeah let's see and we're going into the hallway there's no one here okay alright so okay. let's let's wrap it up yeah we're gonna wrap it okay. up okay so, uh, when are you going to start your podcast? I was thinking about doing it today. Awesome, that'd be great. But Let's do it. no, I should have done it in between shows. I can't do it. It has to, has to be before uh-huh. or in between. Okay, tomorrow. It can't be after. Then tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be tomorrow. Okay. All right, well, thank you for tuning into the Susie K. Taylor podcast, and thank you, Charlie Southers, for being here. Come and see him in the pink. Oh, we'll be in pink together. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. Come see us in pink in March at the Miami Motel Stories happening in North Beach. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for finally doing the interview. Yes, love you. Bye. Bye. (laughs)